Oh. You guys are right? We're starting our, um, our new series today. Does everyone know what our new series is? Steps. Yes, like the normal S-T-E-P-S, Steps. And it's an acronym, and over the next five weeks, we're going to dig deep in what the acronym is. And um, today, we're going with the first letter, which is what? S. S. Woo! We know our ABCs. Uh, <laughs> and the first letter is this, surrender. Surrender. The reason why I got us to sing this um, song, I'll bless the Lord always, continually have his praise in our mouth. It requires us to surrender. Because we're saying, I'll bless the Lord always. Not the moments when we feel like blessing him, not when we're going on the mountaintops blessing him, but also in the valleys, in the places that we don't want to praise him, we praise him anyway. And I was just having a moment with God, and he was just reminding me, that I will bless the Lord always. And he wants his people to be the same. That it doesn't matter what comes against us, no matter what struggles you may be going through, that you'll come to, to a place of, I will bless the Lord always. And it's not an easy place, don't get me wrong. I will bless the Lord always is not an easy place to get into because our flesh wants to go the opposite way. Our circumstances try to push us against God's way and um, today we're going to discover what does surrendering look like for you what does surrendering look like for me because we can be holy holy about it but surrendering to God is hard to anyone who thinks surrendering easy I, 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 you can come preach because <laughs> surrendering is not easy and the, and the word surrendering it's not the I surrender like a white flag of like I give up. Because there's different types of surrendering. You go on a battlefield and they usually do a white flag saying, yo, that's me, I give up. It's not that type of surrender. Have you ever been in a place where you went, chuck the white flag up towards God? Nah, I'm done with you. Hello? You can be honest here. Like, I've I've chucked the red of uh, the white flag to God and say I, I surrender. Not in the surrendering to you, but I give up. I don't want to go this way. This is way too hard. So we go the complete opposite way. Either you know somebody or you're that somebody. So what does surrendering mean? I've got some slides. If you're writing today, I, I encourage you to write. If you don't have any of your pen and paper, uh, your phone is amazing. Um, but what does surrender mean? It means to yield, meaning to give over or to submit. Surrender also means to give control to someone else. And lastly, surrender also means to allow someone or something to influence you. Influence meaning the power to affect or change you. There may be some of us surrendering to the wrong things. A lot of the times I, I've experienced that where I've surrendered to circumstances and allowed the circumstances to have power over me. There may be moments where you surrender to sin and now sin has the power over you. But Christ died on the cross for you. 
so that it doesn't have power anymore. So as you surrender to him, that he gives you the power to overcome. Surrender. Luke 9.23 says this, Then he said to the crowd, If any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own way, take up your cross daily, and follow me. Are we all right this morning? Talk to me, say amen, hallelujah. Come on, Jay, like talk to me. I don't like being alone up here. So it says, if any of you wants to be my follower, you must give up your own what? Way. Surrendering comes to a place you have to give up your own way. Christ is not suggesting, suggesting, suggesting for us to give up our own way. He's telling us. It's not, it's not like a, a good idea. He's giving us a commandment that if you want to be my follower, you must give up your own way. But how many of us want to hold on to our own way? Let's be honest. Hello. <laughs> Oh, I must not be the only one who wants to follow my own way sometimes. But for us to be a true follower of Christ, we must decide to give up our own way. You must decide to give up your own way. I must decide to give up my own way. And it's not a daily, it's not a, a, a weekly or, or a yearly thing or something that we come to on Easter or Christmas. It's, it actually says take up your cross daily. It's not a suggestion to take it up. He's telling us to take it up daily. Give up our own way and follow him. There's a story in the gospel about a rich man. He surrendered most of his life, but he didn't want to surrender one part of his life. And I want to share the story before we even get to my points. It's Matthew 16, oh, Matthew 19, I mean, 16 to 22. Now listen to this. Now behold, one came and said to him, good teacher, what good things shall I do that I, have may, uh, that I may have eternal life. So he said to him, why do you call me good? No one is good but one, that is God. But if you want to enter into life, keep the commandments. He said to him, which ones? Jesus said, you shall not murder. You shall not commit adultery. You shall not steal. You shall not be a false witness. Honor your father and mother, and you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That's a lot. The young man, man said, all these things I have kept from my youth, why do I still lack? So this rich man saying, I've done all those things you told me to do. Done it all. I've done it since my youth. But why do I still lack? Jesus said to him, if you want to be perfect, go sell what you have and give to the poor. And you will have treasures in heaven and come follow me. But when the young man heard that saying, he went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. So this young, rich man kept all the commandments, but one thing he struggled to surrender was his wealth. This is the only moment where Jesus had an encounter with somebody where they walked away sorrowful. Every time someone encountered Jesus in the Gospels, they were always healed, there was always breakthrough, unless you were the Pharisees and that were always complaining. But when he encountered people, something happened. Something changed within them. But this man, God had to like do something incredible. They say, 
yeah, you've done all that, but can you let go of your wealth? Give up your wealth and follow me. One specific area that he couldn't give up. In this moment, the young man realized the cost of surrendering. And I'm not telling you to give up all your wealth and follow the church. Not what I'm saying. I'm saying there's probably one thing, two things, three things that you, you go to God, I've surrendered all this. But God's like, well, what about those other three? What about the other one? It's cool that I've got all this. Which comes to my first point, if you're writing notes. Surrender requires all. That's my first point. Surrender requires all. What does all mean? All. All means all. All means nothing left out. All means everything, like all. What this rich young man didn't realize, that he could surrender most of himself, but true surrenderance is when we give all. And the question that we need to ask ourselves is that, am I actually surrendering all or part of? Like, be honest with yourself. Because if it's part of, cool, at least it's something. Because it requires a journey. Surrendering is a journey. It's not a one-time moment thing. God doesn't want part of our lives. He wants all of our lives. And I put it down like this. We have many contributing Christians but not many surrendering ones. I want to I elaborate this more so you kind of get it. Contributing Christians give and let go what they want to give to God and keep what they want to keep. They contribute what they want to contribute, but that's about it. Contributing Christians come and go. They are like pot plants. Hello? You know what a pot plant? You can take it anywhere you want. That's what a contributing Christian looks like. They contribute when they want to, and if they don't want to be there anymore, they just pick up their pot plant and leave. Hello? I'm talking to somebody. Surrendering Christians. So we've looked at this, this quick, quickly about the contributing ones. Surrendering Christians are those who have eternity on their mind. So it doesn't matter what's happening around them, eternity is on their mind. Meaning that no matter what they need to give and let go, they will because eternity is more important than earthly temporary moments. So everything that we do now is only temporary moments. That's why I, I, I father them differently with my son is because all this stuff that he like meddles with, it's only temporary. So why am I getting mad about it? We get mad over the, some of the stupidest things in the world. We get into... Um, disagreements and we get into difficulties because we get so stuck with temporary things that we're like a pop plant. Surrendering Christians come and sow. Contributing ones come and go. Surrendering Christians come and sow. They're like trees who plant deep that are unshakable and unmovable. You might be a pot plant this morning. But today you can get out of that pot plant and really plant beside still waters where that in any season you'll bear fruit. 
Real quickly, I want to I want to show you this little clip, this one minute clip. I want you to like listen to uh, the very words that he says. It's from Dr. Tony um, Evans. It's real quick, just a minute of your time. Like the story of the chicken and the pig. They're going down the street one day. They come to a grocery store. There's a sign in the window. It says bacon and eggs desperately needed. The chicken looks at the pig. The pig looks at the chicken. And the chicken says to the pig, pig, let's go help out the grocer. I'll give him the eggs. You give him the bacon. Pig say, you crazy. Chicken said, what's the problem? Pig said, it's real simple. For you, it's a contribution. For me, it's the whole thing. Most of us don't mind giving God an egg here and an egg there. Here, an egg there, an egg everywhere, an egg, egg. We'll, we'll give God a little something, something. We'll give God an egg and an egg and an egg because you can lay an egg and walk away. But God wants chitlins, pork chops, ham hocks. He wants the whole pig. And to give God bacon, you can't do that without giving up you. We are afraid like the pig. If I give God the bacon, there'll be nothing left. Did you get that analogy? The chicken was like, come on, pig, let's go inside. Let's give what they need. And so the chicken's like, yeah, I'll give an egg. But the pig's like, no, 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 no. They give bacon, I have to give all myself. But the problem with this analogy is that it's true in the church. I'm not picking, out, picking on people who are not saved or not in church. I'm picking on the people who are in church. The reason why I can pick on you is because you're sitting down here. <laughs> is that we can give an egg here and an egg there and egg everywhere, but we can come and go like a pot plant. But God is looking for those who will surrender all, like a tree. A lot of people, the times when Christians go through their life and they wonder, wondering why they're not growing, because you only can grow so far in a pop plant. You only can get to certain heights in a pop plant. But when you're planted in a forest, you can grow to your best potential ever. And from that place, you can grow more fruits with more trees, with more seeds, with more fruits, with more trees, with more seeds. Surrendering requires everything. But maybe some of us are like the chicken and like, let's give some eggs. God's not looking for people who just give eggs here and there. He's looking for those who will just surrender all, give them themselves all to him so that he could do something amazing through you. And I'm not saying that if you're a pop plant this morning that you won't do anything amazing, you will. Because God's so loving and so kind that he will make sure that you succeed in things that you do. But you will only reach to certain heights. But when we surrender all, we'll reach more than what we could ever think and imagine. That we thought this was our dream, but God's like, I'm dreaming for you. God's the dream of dreamers. <laughs> the very dream that you have over your life, God has a bigger dream for that. But we can never, ever experience the full measure of what God has for us unless we surrender all. Are we all right? 
Maybe you serve in ministry. Maybe you serve in church here today. Doesn't mean you've surrendered. I just want to put it out there. Just because you serve in ministry or a pastor or you've got a title in a church doesn't mean they've surrendered. Just because you said yes to Jesus doesn't automatically put you in a place of surrender. Surrender is a daily commitment and a daily decision. So not only are we committing uh, committing it to God, but it's the decision that we make every day. Because many of us may, like I've done this before, is that I go to God in the morning, oh God, I surrender my day to you. And there's something in that day that makes and forces me to surrender and then I won't surrender. It's cool to say, God, I made that decision today, but God wants to commit to that, a commitment to that decision. Are we all right this morning? Cool. Um, the second point is this. Surrender allows God to be God. Surrender allows God to be God. Too many of us try to be God of our own lives. How do I say this? Is that um, uh, we go through difficulties or something drastic happens in our life and we take it on our own hands to make sure that we get through it. And I know that God requires us to do something, but he doesn't require us to do everything. I, I hear it a lot like, oh, I can do this. I'm independent. I can handle this. But God doesn't want us to be like that. God wants to go, hey, God, I'm surrendering this moment and I'll walk with you to make sure I do what I need to do. The world that we live in supports this notion of be God of your own life. That's the world that we live in. But why can't we surrender our lives to the creator of life, the one who knows us best? Why can't we? And when I thought about it and I was writing it down, the main reason why is because we need to lose our own way of doing things. Because within our humanity, we want to control and have power over our lives. That's the truth. Have you done it before? Like if you examine yourself, do you want power and control over your own life? I know I have. That's within our humanity. And I see it in the church. We want God to intervene in our lives. We want God within our problems. We want God within our circumstances and specific areas, but not the areas we don't want to give over. So God, you can have this area. God, you can have this area, but this area is locked towards you. And let me tell you, Maybe all of us in this room have done that or is doing that now. I definitely know I've done it. And sometimes I get into that place of like boxing God up. And this is me today. So I have to keep making that commitment, making that decision daily to surrender. Are we all right? Proverbs 3 says this, Trust in the Lord with all your heart, and lean not on, on your own understanding. In all your ways, submit to him. In other translations, says acknowledge him. But I like the NIV because it says, in all your ways, submit to him. Meaning surrender. Give over to him and he'll make your path straight. And when I read this verse, I was like, this is basically saying, let God be God. If I were to put those four lines into one sentence, it would be, let God be God. Because it says, trust in the Lord with all your heart and not lean on your own understanding. 
and all your ways submit or acknowledge him. In other words, I say like this, trust him with all your heart. Don't lean or submit to what you know or what's around you, but everything you are and everything you do, submit to him and he'll make your path straight. But that requires us to surrender. The word surrender. My encouragement today, like this room is like real quiet today. <laughs> but I just want to remind us, like surrender and allow God to be God of your life and see what he can do through you. See what he can do. You're not here just to work your nine to five job. You're not here just to pay off your bills. You're here for a purpose that's more than what you're doing on your daily basis. God has something amazing planned for you. I don't know what it is. I can't tell you what it is. All I can tell you is this. Surrender, allow God to be God, and see what happens. Which comes to my final point. Surrender opens the next place of surrender. Just because you surrender in one moment doesn't mean that's all and be all, like that's the end of it. No, surrender actually opens the next door of surrender. Meaning this, no one can surrender everything in one moment. I know I said surrender all, but we can't surrender everything in one moment. Not possible. Because remember, surrender is a daily commitment and a daily decision. So you can say to God, I surrender all that I am to you, but the outworking of surrender is a journey. So we're going, God, I surrender all. Yes, we've made a commitment. We made a decision. But the surrendering process is a journey. God doesn't work on everything at once. He only works on what he knows you can overcome. Let me say that again. God doesn't work on everything at once. He only works on what he knows you can overcome. Hello? Oh, here, I'll give some scripture with that. 1 Corinthians 10, 13. The temptations in your life are no different from what others experience, and God is faithful. He will not allow the temptations to be more than you can stand. When you are tempted, he will show you the way out so that you can endure. This is not just regarding temptation. This is regarding life itself that he will not give more than what you could handle, that, that he has a way out of your situation. For those who are struggling right now, I wanna tell you this, God has a way out of that situation. You may be going through struggles, maybe going through depression, maybe going through anxiety, maybe going through financial difficulties, but I wanna remind you this morning, as you surrender, God will make a way out so you can see it. God doesn't hit us with everything at once. If I just want to get you to remember one thing, God doesn't hit you with everything at once. How mean is it to hit somebody with everything at once? God said he's loving. God says he's faithful. God said he's kind. But if he was those things and he did like he gave you, surrender all this at once, you wouldn't survive. Let me put it like this. Imagine over here, all your problems you're going through right now, all the things that you know you need to surrender to God, can you handle it if God told you to surrender everything at once? 
if God will never tell you to surrender everything at once. He'll say, surrender your life over to me, but work on the journey of surrenderance. Just like salvation, you, you get saved in a moment, but salvation is an outworking process in the journey. You're not saved in one moment. You get saved every day. Surrenderance is the same thing. We have to make a daily commitment and a daily decision. God takes you through the first place of surrender, and that door has the next place of surrender. It's like a domino effect. If you can picture dominoes, can everyone picture dominoes right now? And imagine every domino is things that you need to surrender. When you knock one domino, there's another domino. There's another domino. But between every domino, there's a door. So when you go through the first door, there's a second door. Then there's a second door, there's a third door. And you get my gist, okay? Three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten. It keeps going. So, put it, so, so keeping that in mind, I want to give you this example. You receive Christ as your Lord and Savior. Cool? If you haven't received Christ as your Lord and Savior, we can do that today. So you receive Christ as your Lord and Savior, the first place of surrenderance. Then God says, let's go to the next place. And he's like, oh, what's the next place, God? Oh, it's water baptism. I'm putting that in there because we got um, baptism teaching today. And we got uh, baptism in two weeks. So, <laughs> But the next place of surrenderance is God's like, let's get baptized. What water baptism represents is an outward declaration of what's happening inside. Because, you know, you can get saved in private without anyone seeing. But what baptism does has to be done with a witness or witnesses. It's never done alone. So when we, do, when we do the expression of water baptism, what it does, it tells the world what you, what you decided internally. It's a second place of surrenderance and so on and so forth. God goes through many doors of surrenderance to your life. You probably can picture right now, if you just like think about it, like oh, I remember I had to go through this door and I surrendered at that and then God made me surrender something else after I went through that door. God operates like that because it's a journey. The place that I am today, like where I am, like um, personally, there's many doors that I had to get through to get to this point in my life. And the door that I also had to go through was walking away from Him. I walked away from God for seven to nine months. You may know the story. I left my parents and left the church. I didn't even tell anybody I left. I just packed my bags and went. But that's a door that I... I chose to walk through. And then when I got to the end of that door, God actually brought me back to church and I surrendered my life again. Just because I'm a PK or pastor's kid or brought up in a church doesn't mean anything. I'm human as you are. And I had to go through the door of walking away from him and it was the worst decision of my life. But I'm glad that I walked through that door because then that door actually brought me back. And that door brought me back better than ever. That I love God even more. Like, I thought I loved God before. No, to me, I was a fake person back then. When I walked back in the doors of the church that day, I felt like I received Christ for the first time, and it was unbelievable. It's not everywhere, crying. But that's the door that I had to walk through. But then that door led me to this door, the door of Repentance. I walked away from God, came back to God, and it actually 
I had to walk through the door of repentance and the door of forgiveness. And I had to surrender that. It took me a year to forgive somebody. It took me a year to forgive myself. I, I remember when I went counseling during that time, is that I had to write a letter to the person who did me wrong when I was away, when I, was, when I left church and that, to forgive them for what they did, and I will never ever speak on what they did to me. That very person that I was, um, had unforgiveness towards, that person's doing amazing things for God and across the country. No one will ever know what the relationship was like. I know, but I had to go through the door of forgiveness. I had to go through the door of repentance. And then God led me to the next door, which, Jordan, you need to sort yourself out. Every place of surrender will lead you to the next place of surrender. And if you're wondering why you're not going into new things, it's because the first thing you haven't accomplished. You may be wondering, why hasn't God talked to me? It's because you haven't listened to the first time. He's not going to tell you something, uh, something else if you haven't done the first thing. It requires us to surrender. So the decision that we need to make today is that are we willing to go on this journey of surrender? It doesn't matter if you've been in the Lord for 100 years. It doesn't matter if you've been in the Lord for one day. All that matters is that you make a daily decision and a daily commitment to surrender. It may mean that you have to let go of things that you didn't want to let go of. could be anything and like it may be like habits it may be hobbies that you find like re-energizing but it actually is destroying your marriage or it's destroying you or it's destroying your life we need to make that decision are we all right but this is what i want to talk to us today this place of surrendering so the first point was this that we surrender all. God doesn't want some of us. He wants all of us. That sur surrender allows God to be God. If you notice that God's not being God in your life, it's because you got too much of the hand over your life. Let go of your own life. The man that who loses his life will gain. Hello? The man that loses his life will gain his life, meaning that you have to let go. Of, people say the driving wheel, um, but you're actually driving the, driving the car. You know how like, people say, Jesus, take the wheel? Jesus is in heaven. He's not going to do anything for you. He's already done it on the cross. He's not going to leave the right hand of the Father to come sort out your mess. All he's going to do is going to empower you with the Holy Spirit to make the right decisions. He's like the GPS in your car. He's not the one at your car. He's the GPS who's navigating you through life. Just to make it known, okay? Jesus can't take the wheel because he's not going to leave heaven for you. He's not. That's the honest truth. He's coming back in the second coming of, of Christ. Cool. But for now, you've got Holy Spirit. That same Spirit that, lives, uh, that raised Christ from the dead lives in you. He's your GPS in life. So allow God to be God. And the last one, surrender takes you to the next place of surrender. So the decision that we have today, am I willing to go through the next door of surrender? That's, that's the honest truth. Like, are you willing to go through the next door of surrender? Because you might go, oh yeah, I'm in this place of surrender. Cool. But there is also another door ahead of you that you need to go through. And you'll keep going through until you die. 
you'll keep going until you die. And so, yeah. Why don't we stand? I want to give this to Pastor Andrew. Thank you, Pastor Jay. And it's, it's often the things that we love the most, and it's not necessarily... It's not necessarily the things that are bad that we need to surrender. I don't know about you, but the difficulty in my life and my journey is giving up the things that I, I like doing that are not necessarily bad. And that's my journey. And I don't know about you this morning. I don't know what the struggle, your struggle is. I don't know what your burdens are. But there's one thing that I know and I'm sure that Pastor Jay would agree with us is that we know who, that he knows and that he knows you better. Now Pastor Jay said, quoted a scripture in John chapter 12 and he said the scripture was and I was on it as he was speaking during the message and that God had put this on my heart. You see, if you love your life and this and this now, you'll lose it. But if you're prepared to lose it, you'll gain it back. The beauty about surrender, and it's hard, it really is. It's it's not easy. There's a gain at the end of it. There's goodness at the end of it. There's the best at the end of all of this. And I just pray this morning that you have the courage to let go. And I love the, the, the eggs and the bacon. <laughs> love that scenario. I mean, that, that just hit the G-spot for me. Father, this morning, I want to be like that, 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 the bacon. I want to say pig. <laughs> Who loves bacon? Who enjoys bacon? I, I know I do. <laughs> it tastes better. But the requirement, it just simply means that for you to have the best, you've got to give the best over. We just got to hand it over, just hand it over. Over the week of fasting, the Lord really had to arrest me and said, you know, it is at the point when you are vulnerable, that's where I meet you. It's at the point where I'm completely weak and I, f and, and I feel ashamed, I feel lack of confidence, I feel all these things, that's where he meets me. And I pray this morning, that you will allow God to meet you at your place of vulnerability. It's okay. Amen? Let's lift our hands to him this morning, and I'm just going to pray this morning. If, you, if you're here and you... I want to encourage you. Give your heart to Jesus. 
Surrender your life to him. The gain is eternal. It's, it's, it's huge. It's massive. Amen? And if that is you this morning, as we pray this morning, if that is you, we can help you with that. Amen? Father, we thank you this morning for your loving kindness. We thank you that you, 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 you know us. You see everything. There's nothing that is hidden before you. You, you see when we, when we pretend, and yet you don't, you don't hate us for it. You love us even more. Even when we fail, you love us more. Your love toward us doesn't change. And for that, Father, I thank you that my heart is your priority, that I am that important to you, that you'll send your one and only begotten Son, that whoever believes in him shall not perish but have eternal life. And so this morning, oh God, we surrender all to you this morning. Allow the process to unfold in our hearts, that we become better, that we become stronger, as a husband, as a son, as a daughter, as a wife, as an employee, whatever it is, oh God, that we become better as we yield to you. And so this morning, Father, we thank you. We thank you for your grace. We thank you for your love. We thank you, Father, for all the things that you have done. And this morning, oh God, that you continue to do a work in my heart. And draw me near to you. Always. In Jesus' name we pray. And everybody say, Amen. Come on, let's give him a clap offering this morning. Thank you, Lord. Praise God.